welcome to the Evidence Informed Teaching Podcast. Are you a teacher wanting to improve your classroom practice and deliver excellent teaching through access to research? Do you have a passion for teaching and are looking to connect with other like-minded colleagues through professional discussions? The Charter College has partnered with TeacherTap to support teachers to deliver excellent teaching through access to research and we invite you to be part of this community. On this podcast you will hear from fellow teachers, research experts and you have the opportunity to be part of this professional discussion. You can find out more about the Charter College of Teaching and TeacherTap in the show notes and if you find this episode helpful why not share it with a teacher friend take a screenshot and post it on your social media or even better leave us a five-star written review hello welcome to your monthly summary of teacher tap findings i'm karen westpizer and i'm going to be guiding you through some of the top topics tappers have tapped this month we've again had 10,000 teachers tapping each day so you can trust that Our data is a nationally representative view of what teachers in England think. Today, we're going to run down my top five findings from the month. You can find lots more findings on the TeacherTap blog and every single day in the app. Download it if you don't have it already. So on to the findings at number five. Let's start by lining up. A teacher tapper recently wrote in to us and asked if students are more commonly lining up outside before they come into school in the morning than they used to. Unfortunately, we can't quite answer that question because we've never asked it before. But if the best time to ask a question was five years ago, the next best time is now. So this month we asked. And it turns out that 16% of primary schools and 20% of secondary schools line pupils up outside before they come into school. Most notably, it's secondary schools in deprived areas that are more likely to do the morning lineup. So 28% of secondary schools in deprived areas line up compared to 20% of all secondary schools. Why does this happen in poorer areas more often? We've got a few hypotheses, um, such as the need for more opportunities to manage behaviour or uniform before entering the building, and that schools in deprived areas may have more limited space inside and out. What it mainly shows, though, is that working in more deprived contexts often comes with expectations about what happens outside of the classroom as well as in. We'll be checking back on lining up to find out if this is a thing that's changing over time. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. On to finding number four, which I'm calling the mystery of desk arrangements. Bear with me. So we started off the month by looking at the differences in desk arrangements amongst teachers in different phases and different subjects. Firstly, in primary school classrooms, In EYFS and Key Stage 1, students, we found, are normally seated in groups. You can imagine that, can't you? Um, As students progress uh, to Key Stage 2, about a third of classrooms start to adopt a setup with rows or a horseshoe arrangement. In secondary, the majority of non-practical subjects, obviously, um, have their desks arranged in rows. So you can see kind of as a child journeys through school, they're going from group seating to uh, slightly less common and more desks through to secondary where most people are sitting in rows. 
But one intriguing aspect is that desk arrangements represent quite an unusual policy change that's persisted beyond the pandemic. So during the pandemic, classrooms were rearranged, as you will remember, to minimise student contact. And that meant that when we were asking these questions during that time, over 80% of primary school students were seated in rows instead of in groups. Although most primary schools have now returned to a more traditional group table setup, the number of teachers who opt to keep the rows remains significantly higher than before the pandemic. So for instance, in Key Stage 2, 37% of students sit in rows compared to 28% before the pandemic. Similarly, the proportion of students sitting in rows for secondary school subjects is also higher now than it was before the pandemic. So why has this change endured? And here's where we get towards the mystery part. It's not because teachers prefer seating arrangements to be in rows. And this hasn't really undergone any transformation at all. Before the pandemic, 62% of teachers preferred their students to sit in groups. And the most recent data that we've collected this month shows that this has only changed to 60%. So more or less the same have a preference for students sitting in groups. Obviously, not everyone has control of how desks are arranged in their classroom. So we've identified about 30% of teachers who can't change the desk setup, either due to the shape of the room that they're working in, maybe there's a school policy, or because they share the space with other teachers. But even accounting for this, we found a significant group of teachers who currently teach in classrooms arranged in rows or horseshoe, who would prefer their desks to be arranged in a way that students can allow be allowed to work in groups. Answers on a postcard, please, about why you think this might be. Or if you can't find a postcard, use your social channels. Top finding number three is about socialising. Regular listeners to the podcast will know that I often pick out more social findings to feature in my monthly top five. So you won't be surprised that I've done it again. And this time we're thinking about Friday nights. So does your school leadership ever organise social events after school on a Friday? And if so, do you attend? According to our TeachTap data, seven out of 10 teachers are willing to turn up to a social event on a Friday night with their school colleagues. However, it's worth remembering that of the seven out of 10, one of those seven would only be coming reluctantly. What about those who choose not to attend? Well, they're divided between uh, teachers who would have enjoyed the event but have caring commitments um, and those who, who just openly admit that they wouldn't enjoy it and don't want to go. Interestingly, classroom teachers in their 50s appear to be the least enthusiastic about attending these social events, with less than half of them willing to go. On the other hand, teachers in their 20s are the most eager to join in. They're even more enthusiastic than the head teachers. And when we look at the subject and the phase taught, it becomes clear that primary teachers are the most enthusiastic about coming together and socialising with colleagues. This could be because uh, the smaller size of primary schools. So perhaps teachers in primary are feeling a stronger sense of familiarity with their peers. And in case you're wondering, in secondary schools, uh, it's the art and design and technology teachers 
were the least inclined to engage in socialising. Does that ring true for your school? Let us know. My second favourite finding of the month is about the most popular day for meetings. And I probably don't actually mean popular. Uh, The most common day for meetings. You might not find meetings to be popular still, but the most common day for meetings is Wednesdays. Nearly half of classroom teachers have a meeting on a Wednesday. The next highest is Monday, with around a third of teachers taking a meeting then. Head teachers report similar. Uh, Six in ten have a meeting on Wednesdays, uh, four in ten on a Monday. Here at TeacherTap, we extend our sympathies to the 4% of head teachers and the 3% of classroom teachers who have a meeting scheduled every Friday. They might not be going to that socialising we just talked about. On the flip side, 9% of classroom teachers say they don't have a regularly scheduled after-school meeting any day of the week. Yay for you. And then also, I mean, we've always known that a higher Ofsted rating brings many advantages to a school, but did you know it also means attending fewer meetings? For example, in outstanding schools, 13% of staff have no regular after-school meetings. But if you're an RI or an adequate school, then that's just 3% of you having no after-school meetings. We're not sure which way the causality runs on that. Let us know what you think. And time for my top finding of the month. And it's all about confessions. So this month we asked teacher tappers for their confessions and we were not disappointed. We found 41% of teachers have lied to pupils about their work isn't yet marked. 37% have sworn in front of pupils. 24% of teachers say they've spoken to a parent at parents' evening without having a clue who the child is that they're talking about. And 14% of teachers have lost a pupil for a time during a school trip. And also a few people got in touch on Twitter to say they've done all four of those. Have you done any of them? Let us know. There were 31% of teachers who said that they didn't have any of those sins or at least didn't confess to them. But what we've spotted is, as you might expect, the longer you've been in teaching, the more likely you were to have done one of them. So even if you've got a clean slate for now, your time may come. And that's it for this week. Let us know if there are any topics that you think we should be exploring or questions you think we ought to ask on TeacherTap. You can find more information about all of the topics we've discussed today, including lots of cool charts on the TeachTap website, teachtap.co.uk. We keep tapping and asking questions all through the summer. So why not take this as the opportunity to come and join in? If you haven't already, you can find TeachTap in your app store or your play store. It's free to download and then you can get tapping too. If you have enjoyed today's episode and would like to access more research evidence for your classroom, you can join the Charter College of Teaching for as little as $1.96 per month at www.chartered.college. And remember to download TeacherTap free from your app or Play Store to share your views, opinions and experiences from the classroom. Every voice makes the picture clearer.